0: Welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, And it's not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So the title of today's episode is the biggest cause of mineral imbalances, which affects us all. So what are your guesses? Take your guesses. I'll give you a few seconds. What do you think we're talking about today? If you guessed stress, then you would be right. Well done you get some bonus points and this is because we know that stress and cortisol when in excess for too long causes or worsens most health issues whether we're talking about acne, hair loss, IBS, period problems and part of the reason for that is the impact that stress has on our mineral levels and minerals are so important if you haven't heard me talk about them you must be living under a rock because it's all I seem to talk about on social media and on my podcast episodes but minerals are involved in everything they're involved in hormone creation and utilization so using hormones and being able to get rid of them to detox them to clear them out of the system once they've been used because things like estrogen you don't want that floating around causing problems you want to use it have have experience its benefits and then send it out of the body through the liver through the bowels, through the urine. It also is involved in gut health, things like stomach acid production, the tight barrier of the gut lining, and when that's damaged, that's known as leaky gut. It's involved in neurotransmitter creation, so making these happy brain chemicals that keep us motivated and in a good mood and not stressed and not anxious. We need minerals like zinc to do that. So in so many ways, they affect our life, our energy, our sex drive, our cravings our sleep quality literally there's not one thing that i can think about that minerals aren't involved with because these are the cofactors, cool spark plugs that give us energy to do things this episode you're going to get a presentation so if you're watching on youtube you can see the presentation slides um, but this is a video that's actually been taken from my mineral balancing course i'm balanced and it's just one of many information packed videos and modules on this course. I think I've counted at least eight plus hours of content at this point, and there's only gonna be more coming as time goes on. And I keep adding to it and changing things and finding new research. You'll definitely be grandfathered into all of that new information, but the course is actually open for enrollment next week. So that's Monday, the 17th of July, up until the end of day, Sunday, the 23rd of July. And throughout the video you'll hear me referring to imbalances like a calcium shell or low electrolytes or someone being a slow oxidizer but these are mentioned in the course so if you don't fully understand what i'm saying or you haven't heard of some of these phrases that's why so i just have to give you a heads up now but in this episode in this video from the course i'm sharing what exactly is stress and what's happening in our bodies during a stress response there's Three different phases that we typically go through, some signs of stress which will also cross over to mineral imbalances because they can both be linked, examples of big T and little t trauma, and some of my favorite tools for stress management and trauma release. That's why I do in the course. I go through things like gut health and how that could be contributing to mineral imbalances and then I share some of my top tips for gut health and some supplements. And I'm so excited to share the full course with you if you haven't already purchased it previously. It's so jam-packed with information, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about it next week, along with some of my favorite mineral-boosting tips in that episode. So stay tuned, subscribe if you haven't already to the podcast so you don't miss the episode. And this course, I'm Balanced, is the lowest cost option that I have for working with me. It's an amazing resource that you'll continue benefiting from long-term as You get a mineral test included in the package in the price. And then for long term support, you can check in once or twice a year yourself. You can just buy an extra mineral test. I tell you how to do that. And then you'll know exactly what your body needs in that moment which supplements you should be on, whether you've restored a deficiency so you can stop, and exactly what you need to be working on how stressed your body is, how nourished your body is. Is your body using thyroid hormone properly? Is your blood sugar stable? we can see all of that from the test and in the course I explain as you read your report how to look at it how to understand it and if one thing's high or low what it means and what you could do about it and with the course you get lifetime access answers to top frequently asked questions get access to supplement recommendations practitioner products so many discounts and so much value it's actually worth when I've calculated everything up it's worth in the thousands range, but I want to keep it as affordable as possible so that as many of you can like can get your hands on it. So that's why the price is going to be kept the same as it was last year. There's no price increase, even though the the price of the test has gone up has gone up in the past few months. So the price is going to be three hundred and forty seven pounds, which is including VAT and taxes and all of that. So that's the full price. You'll have to convert that over to euros or dollars if you're in different countries, but This is the lowest price option way, if that makes sense, of working with me at the moment. And who knows, in the future, there might be a price increase if I just have to kind of calculate all of the costs and everything. And if I keep updating it, then that will obviously have to reflect in the price. But for now, £347 for a mineral test and lifetime knowledge about how to interpret that test and tweak your results through your diet, your lifestyle, supplements to get you mineral balanced you want to say I'm balanced so in this episode yeah we're going to cover um, stress that's just one of the modules one of the things that impacts our minerals but in the course there's going to be so many more things that you can learn about and had such great feedback so far for the previous students of I'm balanced so yeah stay tuned for the enrollment, which again is opening on Monday the 17th of July but let's get into today's podcast episode Probably the biggest thing that impacts our mineral levels is stress and it's probably one of the biggest drivers of just chronic symptoms, chronic illness, disease risk in general most people know that. We know that it affects things like fertility and digestive issues like IBS can be flared up by stress. This is why I want to start with talking about this and I really want you to prioritize this and I really want to emphasize it because even as a nutritional therapist I know the importance of stress and trauma and even though I'm not a trauma practitioner I am constantly referring my clients out to other people and bringing this up in our client sessions because of how important it is your body can only heal when it's in rest and digest mode and that is the parasympathetic nervous system state Whereas the opposite, the sympathetic dominance that fight and flight is where we spend a lot of the time in modern day life, especially as women. So in order to heal, we need to not spend all day every day in rest and digest because that's not possible. But we want to learn how to regulate our nervous system better. And balancing our minerals is going to help to do that. So it could just be that you're doing all of this stuff stress management wise, but the missing puzzle piece is that you need to just restore your minerals and give yourself that boost of electrolytes or restore that calcium shell for example but I'm guessing a lot of you are still working on balancing your stress because we live in the modern world and unfortunately we have a lot of things that we need to do in a day and there's just a lot on our plate so I will hopefully share some things that are going to be beneficial and some ideas to help you out a little bit more in this presentation and in the notes beneath the video as well. So what is stress exactly? So Hans Selye is considered like the founder of the stress theory, the grandfather of adrenal health and cortisol and all of that stuff and he says stress is the non-specific response of the body to any demand. So we could literally say that anything stressful Um, when we're trying to eat something and digest it but in this context we're going to talk about things that negatively impact the body and this is his general adaptation syndrome chart and I definitely turn this, um, I look at this as well when I do adrenal testing, Um, I do the Dutch test which is a urine test And I can see how the hormones fit into this as well. So I'll just give you an overview. So basically we start in this alarm stage and our body is mobilizing resources at that point. So our blood sugar rises. Our vision actually gets more kind of pinpoint. We can really just like dial in on things and see things a lot clearly because we're really going back to evolutionarily how we would have been when we would be hunting and gathering and living in the wilderness our bodies haven't caught up to modern day yet so when we are stressed even if it's us just sat in the living room like worrying about something our body still goes through a response as if we were being chased by a saber-toothed tiger because that's just how the fight and flight system works so in that alarm stage we are doing okay like that's a normal thing to happen it's not a bad thing to be stressed necessarily in the initial stages, cortisol gets released, adrenaline gets released, and that's not bad either. It's normal to be stressed when we almost fall down the stairs, almost like get hit by a car. That's how it should be, very few and far between, potentially dangerous and life-threatening in the short term, but then we should get on with the rest of our day like animals do. They They get in a fight and then they just kind of chill, go off, and either they survive or they don't. They don't carry that burden around with them for the rest of the day. In the alarm stage as well, phase one, people can sometimes feel good. They are running on stress hormones like adrenaline and they might feel like they are kind of killing it at work. They're doing really well. They're working in London. They're out and about. They have this energy about them and it's actually that they're running on stress hormones. So the body can stay in this phase uh, for a period of time. Things like cortisol, adrenaline and glucose are high but then the body can only last in that stage for a period of time. And it's going to be different for everyone. Someone's phase one alarm stage could be really severe and quite short-lived before they move into the next stage. So let's say they get in a really bad car accident and lose three family members at the same time. The phase one is going to be very intense but then they're probably going to move into either phase two or phase three a lot quicker than someone else who is just over-exercising and maybe has a stressful job. And this could go on for maybe 10 10 years or something in this initial stage. Um, But eventually someone will reach phase two, which is the resistance stage, where the body starts to try to cope with the stress a little bit more. Um, But again, this will only last so long before the exhaustion kicks in you might have heard of the term adrenal fatigue i'm not a huge fan of that term because that indicates that the the adrenals have stopped working they've just become tired and given up but that's not what happens it's that the brain is literally telling the adrenals stop making so much cortisol and stress hormones because this is damaging um, so is glucose to an extent um, normal amounts of glucose are necessary to keep us alive same with cortisol but it's when we're excessively producing them, that's when the negatives come in. So it's we're not fearing things like blood sugar or insulin or cortisol around here. We, we know that they're a natural part of life. It's just that we are overusing them. So the resistance stage, the body starts to adapt. So because cortisol and adrenaline and other stress hormones have been high, the body starts to make hormones like DHEA um which is kind of a a buffer to stress it is a longevity hormone as well and it's the precursor to, to things like testosterone and estrogen so in the initial stages that goes up and again someone might be fine in this stage they've got high cortisol high adrenaline um but over time the the levels will start to go down because the body can only keep up with things for so long and this might be for a few decades um, depending on the level of stress before they then move into phase three. And this is the exhaustion state. If your mineral test is showing um, lots of signs of exhaustion and it keeps indicating low energy, maybe you're in that fast four metabolic state where your, your minerals are just really low and burns out, you're in that fallows pattern, and um, then this is pretty reflective of here. Um, most of you watching this will probably be in phase two right now. If you've been under stress for a few years um, and if your hormones are starting to go out of whack, this is when this is usually happening. Uh, Whereas phase three, you're you're really going to notice it at that point, your body stops making the stress hormones. It starts to reduce them down. um, Things like your sleep are going to be affected. You're probably more likely to pick up infections because you need things like cortisol to protect you against that. Um, And you're definitely going to feel tired at that stage too. So when I talk about stress in this presentation and throughout the program, I'm not just talking about work stress, worrying, anything like that, although that is a big one. And even regarding health, I am very mindful and cautious not to make someone stressed about their health either. And I said this in the the, the live call that we had, but stress Stressing about your health isn't going to be productive either. It's good that you're health conscious and you've decided to join this course and do a mineral test. But if you then put so much emphasis on, I never want to be stressed again, or these minerals are completely out of whack, so I'm never going to heal, then you're just making the issue worse. It's like, someone gave the analogy once, it's like if you're shot with an arrow and then you just keep like shooting yourself even more, that's not going to fix the problem. So we are going to be stressed in life. Um, the goal isn't not to be, but there's all different types of stressors of which I think we don't realize, many of which are under some of our control. Some of them aren't. So we want to learn overall to create a better stress balance and have, in terms of a stress bucket, like less less stuff filling up that bucket so that when we, when we do have something that's out of our control happen, then it's not going to tip us over the edge. Um, so I'll put some resources below. There's a really good book called um, by someone called Stephen Cabral, and it's called The Rain Barrel Effect. That is kind of similar to the the stress bookie that I've just mentioned. And there are going to be some other resources as well for you to look into in terms of books and podcasts. Definitely check those out. And um, some of my podcast episodes and resources that I think might benefit you. But stress can be physical. You might have had surgeries in the past and with the medications that are used and just the fact that they're cutting open your body and changing things structurally that is something different to the body and that is potentially stressful um injuries are another one it can cause some structural imbalances we can see structural has its own category here um pregnancies are stress although it's an amazing one if you're wanting to have kids and you finally fallen pregnant it is a huge ordeal for the body to go through it's like the, the biggest thing that the body will ever have to go through creating a new life, but that is stressful. It can be a good stress, moving house or um having kids. It's still something new for the body. And then over exercise can be a physical stress. Most people acknowledge that, but so can under exercise. We are designed to move as humans, not too much that we use up all of our minerals and resources. Um, so we want a nice balance here. And this might change based on where you're at in your health journey if you're really depleted on minerals and you're really exhausted and have poor low adrenal function, low energy production, then exercising for an hour five five days a week may not be the best option for you right now, especially if it's a more cardio, strength training, sweaty session, you're just going to burn your body out even more. Uh, Whereas you'd still want to try and move every single day, but going for a walk for 20 minutes might be, that you need and if you get outside at the same time that would actually benefit your health way more than you being in that gym for an hour and a half chemical stresses include things like environmental pollution pesticides in non-organic food mold in the environment which can be invisible heavy metals inadequate light exposure so sitting under artificial room lighting all day rather than being exposed to the sun like we should be radiation and emfs electromagnetic frequencies from our devices internet bluetooth um, smart meters chronic infections can be stressors they can live in the gut they can be parasites viruses bacteria and then food additives so these processed packaged foods now have these ingredients in um, inflammatory fats preservatives e-numbers all sorts of things can just cause chemical stress because we 50 even 50 plus years ago we wouldn't have been exposed to these so they're brand new they're man-made a lot of them and they just put an extra burden on our digestion and our liver because we have to process and filter out the chemicals that our body can't use and absorb emotional stress is the one that we tend to focus on the most this can be worrying about bills and work and finances and loved ones fear um, of things like global pandemics and viruses and um, what's going on in the world with war, we can feel guilt about things, um, not spending enough time with our parents or something that we did to our boyfriend, we we broke up with him or we cheated on him 20 years ago, if you're still holding on to guilt, that is a stress in the body and um, we can feel shame around our sexuality how we lost our virginity um, shame about our skin, if we have acne, we don't want to be seen, we think that it means something about our character if we have a face full of acne um jealousy and on the health journey we can feel jealous of people who are seemingly fine health-wise and maybe they're eating a ton of junk food and that makes you really jealous you want to look into that further loneliness maybe you've isolated yourself from the world on your healing journey and that is actually gonna (laughs) not be a good option um and i experienced this too for myself but loneliness has even been shown in studies to be as harmful as smoking 10 cigarettes a day um it's a really big factor and i think this definitely contributed to um negative outcomes from covid and the pandemics i think it made a lot of things worse that people were so isolated because we are social creatures at the end of the day would you love to get your spark back well, great news, my online course, I'm Balanced, is opening again for enrollment next week, Monday the 17th of July. This will give you the opportunity to test your body and balance your minerals, which are the spark plugs in your body. Using my favorite functional lab test, the Herd Tissue Mineral Analysis, also known as HGMA. I know you might be struggling with your energy, skin, hormones, or gut, but did you actually know that mineral imbalances could be a cause of those things? meaning that if you don't balance your minerals your other efforts won't fully work or give you long-lasting results. I love the HTMA as it's a super accurate and accessible way to see what's going on in your body. So many of us have mineral imbalances and issues with heavy metal toxicity these days due to things like poor food quality and air quality but you need to know exactly which minerals and metals you're exposed to because two people with the exact same set of symptoms could have completely different results. This is why I created this test and treat option with I'm Balanced. I wanted to get this test out to more people and to be able to give you you the tools to interpret the results and make the necessary changes to rebalance things naturally. I only have so many hours in a day to see clients. So this will allow you to get all of my top mineral balancing strategies without having to work with me one to one. I should also mention that you do get a complimentary HTMA test to use as part of the course. I'll only be opening this course up a few times per year. So if you wanna join as soon as possible, mark your diaries for the 17th to the 23rd of July, which is when you can sign up. Enrollment's gonna finish at the end of day on Sunday, the 23rd of July, and that's UK time. So probably late afternoon, if you're in the West Coast time zone of the US investment for iron Balance is just 347 pounds this is actually cheaper than my one-to-one clients would pay for just one session and one lab test with me and this way you can have the information to help you and your family for the rest of your life i really don't want you to miss out on this amazing deal click the link in the show notes to join the wait list if you haven't already. Or if you're listening to this at a later date and the enrollment's closed, keep your eyes on my website and Instagram for when it's open for enrollment again, which is likely to be at the end of 2023 or early 2024. Okay, let's get back to the show. Structural is an often overlooked form of stress. So I am a big fan of things like chiropractic curve and osteopathy um, because musculoskeletal imbalances and misalignments. Can throw off our nervous system. Um, our nervous system needs to be flowing properly. So, does blood flow? Um, but then, things like dental and breathing imbalances can contribute as well. Um, because if we aren't breathing deeply enough or we're breathing through our mouth instead of our nose at night, then that could put us into fight and flight mode as well. Because that's not how we're designed to be breathing. And it tells our body that we're stressed and um, we're breathing these short, short, slow, and shallow breaths that trigger anxiety and um, lack of oxygenation spiritual stress is another one and you might feel like you don't have any meaning or purpose in your life this is a question that i ask all new clients in the intake form and you'd be surprised that um, most like a lot of people um, select no when i ask them do they have meaning and purpose in their life and they're usually the ones with the most health issues lack of support um joyless striving in life. So many people are just chasing money and they're not actually doing what their passions are or doing something that they really want to be doing. Maybe it's something, maybe they're a lawyer or a doctor because their parents wanted them to be, but they've always wanted to be an artist. Like you have to look at these things too. Symptoms of stress, because I have a lot of clients who I ask about stress and they say I'm not that stressed or like I was stressed a few years ago, but it's not that bad now or I'm fine. Um, but there are many different symptoms of stress the list could be three pages long honestly but the most common ones are things like fatigue brain fog hormone imbalances chronic digestive symptoms chronic pain whether that's joint or muscle autoimmune diseases mood issues like anxiety depression maybe you're frequently getting sick all the time but another one could be someone who says i never get sick like I never get coughs or colds that could be a sign that you're running on stress hormones and that's the classic situation that happens for so many of you before christmas or before you're due to go on holiday where you're working yourself into the ground you're you're pushing you're pushing and then you finally rest and then you get really sick um with a cold or tonsil issues and um the the christmas period the holiday is ruined That's because you were running on stress hormones, but then you finally let your body rest and the symptoms like were really bad. Whereas if you would have just taken it easier, it probably would have been avoided. Other symptoms of stress include obesity, weight issues, metabolic disorders. So that's high blood sugar, blood cholesterol, blood pressure. Your skin might flare up with rashes, eczema, hives, acne. Your sleep probably going to be affected in some ways whether it's falling asleep or staying asleep or just waking up tired palpitations and blood pressure issues excessive sweating hair loss maybe you feel unproductive when you're resting this could be a sign that you're running on stress hormones as can a lack of appetite especially in the morning but also um, high appetite sugar cravings carb cravings constantly thinking about food blood sugar crashes that might be what you're experiencing I want to mention rushing woman syndrome. This is a term coined by Dr. Libby Weaver. And she has a book and a TED talk with the same name. She is a women's health naturopath. And I really love her um, approach because she talks about how we have different bodies than men. We are, we are different. That's not a bad thing. We, we need to really acknowledge and celebrate our differences. And it's great that we have similar opportunities and we can vote and we can work and we can run companies like MenCam these days, um, but our genetics and our hormones haven't adapted yet. So we need to take that into consideration. Even 50 years ago, again, above that, our, our jobs for a lot of women were to be housewives and not to say that that's a walk in the park because that could be... Um, really challenging especially if you've got kids as well but now we're expected to do that plus work and pay bills and do all of this other stuff as well and and exercise and actually our friends and family and have a good social life and meal prep it's just so much and our bodies can really get burnt out by that so I would highly recommend looking into her stuff a little bit more and now we're going to cover trauma, because this falls under the stress category as well, but I wanted to cover it in a different section, because we all have trauma. There's a big difference between big T trauma and little t trauma, though, because when we first think of the word trauma, we our uh, minds automatically go to the big T, but there are some little T traumas that most of us have probably experienced. Trauma can live within the body, hence why, for a lot of people, talk therapy can fail or maybe they've got to the point where they understand why a certain relationship failed or why they are like they are but if you're still triggered by something so let's say you go to let's say you have a car accident and then you go and do talk therapy afterwards for a while it can be helpful for you to understand that it wasn't necessarily your fault and they can maybe talk through like the the likelihood of that happening was very rare Um, maybe there were things in the future that you could change like speeding or wearing a seatbelt and you can really come to terms with it and and accept maybe some injuries that you have. That's great. But then if every time you go in a car or you see a car accident on a movie, you feel triggered, then that's a sign that the trauma is still within your body. If you're fully healed from that trauma and you can apply this to any situation um, that you have, then you would feel neutral. You wouldn't feel anything you wouldn't feel triggered if something was brought up or you saw that particular person or your body um yeah went through a similar um saw a similar thing on tv it would feel neutral there are no links now between adverse childhood experiences um which are also known as aces and chronic health issues during adulthood so there are some resources below i interviewed um what's her name I'll put it below, but I interviewed her, Nikki Gratrix, her name is, on ACES a couple of years ago now. So I'll put that below. Really interesting podcast episode I highly recommend looking into um, because she covers some more of the examples because I'm going to show some on the next slide. But they can be linked to things like infertility. They can be linked to things like autoimmune disease in adulthood. The more of these childhood events that you have, and I think the, the study that they did, was individuals under the age of 18 what happened to you then i know it's definitely impactful what happens to you under the age of 12 but i think this study takes consideration what happened in your teenage years as well but when your subconscious mind and beliefs are forming it's those early years where it has the most impact i also want to just mention quickly the impacts between the chakra systems and also your symptoms Um, this is something that you can definitely look into further as well but the uh, chakra systems are are areas that acupuncture and things like ayurvedic medicine and also reiki work on and you might have seen the little images with the the different colored centers in the body Um, but if you're struggling for example with a lot of digestive symptoms then this can be linked to the solar plexus and you can just see this on an image or just have a little google search for yourself but you want to look into some of the similar symptoms and beliefs and energies that the digestive issues and solar plexus can be linked to so with that i noticed from my head that can be linked to not feeling safe in the world feeling ungrounded so if you are currently between homes or you grew up and you were moving around a lot as a kid then that could be what's contributing to your digestive issues now um, and just not feeling grounded in general. So if you're having issues with your work, your home, um, money, anything like that, then it could be linked to gut health. And then another example that I want to give is the reproductive symptoms. And that can be imbalances in the sacral chakra. And you might be struggling with period pains or um, missing periods. You might have ovarian cysts, endometriosis, anything that's linked to your like lower abdominal and um, genital area and ovary area. Then it can be linked to sacral chakra imbalances, and that can be linked to things like your relationship with your mother, um, your experience with your sexuality, and um, your your creativity, and also things like finances. So just a little mention there. So here are some examples of big and little t traumas. So little t are things that are more common, but more overlooked when it comes to trauma. But being humiliated in class when you're eight years old, for example, to to you now might not seem like a big deal, but in your brain as an eight-year-old, that could be you thinking that everyone is against you, um, you're a bad person, um, you're you're isolated like nobody likes you nobody loves you all of that stuff and it might seem that very like over exaggerated but that's exactly how a young mind formulates these beliefs so we can't raise kids to have no traumas or limiting beliefs that's impossible because it's all about how they interpret things um but we can we can we can do things to there's all books and stuff that you can learn how to communicate a little bit better um and have your kids express their feelings a little bit more but these are often impossible to avoid unfortunately things like bullying being bullied at school or maybe you feel guilty for bullying someone that could be a little tea trauma moving homes a lot as a child moving schools um maybe once you got lost in the supermarket for a, a few minutes but to you it felt like an eternity and you were really scared Maybe your mother had anxiety or postnatal depression or some sort of mental health challenge, Uh, especially if you were in the first few days of life not with your mum. Maybe you were hospitalized, maybe your premature birth and you were in the NICU, um, then that is more significant because the first few months of life, we need to be like really close to our parents ideally or maybe your mum died and that would be like a big T -t 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 trauma. Even if you don't remember it, I would consider that a big T trauma. Maybe your parents weren't supportive or maybe they were overly pushy. Um, Maybe your parents got divorced. Maybe you had financial insecurity and your, your parents were always kind of stressed about money and talking about money. And maybe you had to, mum had to work three jobs in order to put food on the table. And then maybe you were feeling left out as a kid. Um, maybe your siblings were all closer um to each other than with you or maybe you didn't have any siblings and your parents were working a lot and although you didn't have like a terrible childhood you just felt left out and a bit lonely so then big t trauma is usually what people think of and they definitely need to be addressed if you haven't already so things like rape physical abuse being neglected um accidents hospitalizations maybe you witnessed a death whether it's an extreme one or just your your grandfather passing away in his armchair, that, that's maybe not a hugely terrifying thing, but it's still traumatic to, to witness something like that, whether you realise or not. Natural disasters, life-threatening illnesses, and war. So for solutions, I would say most people need to work on this. The level of your stress and trauma depends on like the level of action you need to take and sometimes you need to work on your physical health a little bit more first before you can fully benefit from the trauma release emotional work Um, because you need to have some level of strength and vitality and being able to physically detox for you to emotionally detox as well so if you've already tried something like somatic therapy but you've just done your mineral test now and It's really out of whack. Maybe spend a little bit more on the physical side first, a little bit more time and energy working on your minerals and your diet and your gut health and all of that, and then come back to the somatic therapies or trauma release, and you'll probably get a better experience. And with all of these things, you might have tried them once before, but if you've had a bad or not amazing experience, don't rule it out completely because there's all different there's all different practitioners out there and um, some people are better than others. So if you've tried something like um, breathwork before, but you didn't really like the teacher, definitely try another one because you might get something out of it. There will be more resources below the video in the text box for you to check out over time. time. Um, but some of the most important ones as an overview um, to manage our stress and trauma are going to be mindset shifts. So you can try things like brain rewiring if you are really stuck in this hypersensitivity um complex or you have more chronic symptoms maybe chronic pain and chronic food sensitivities then brain rewiring might be good There's, there's ones like primal trust um gupta and dnrs which will be linked below affirmations can be amazing uh but you have to kind of believe that they're true so if you look in a mirror and say let's say you've got acne i am beautiful but you really don't believe that then maybe reframing that to i'm i am learning to love myself with acne like not i love myself i'm learning to love myself um for women in general a good affirmation is i'm safe with just some deep breaths calming in the moment that is one of the best Affirmations and things that you can do multiple times throughout the day just calm the body down. Because if your life was really in danger, there would be no way that you can take those deep breaths um, in a slow fashion because you'd be like running for your life. So, breath just throughout the day is the most important thing that you could be doing, um, even above all of these things that I'm mentioning now. And changing your self talk because if you're constantly saying that your body's broken, or I'm sick again, my, my body is uh, failing me, or I can never heal, or you're in this victim mindset, and you are angry at other people for being able to eat what they want, and you're feeling really jealous, then you really need to work on that, which will take time, and it will take persistence, um, because these neural networks in your brain have taken time to wire together that way, but they can be changed. The brain is plastic; it's not set in stone like we used to think. It can absolutely change over time. So, be mindful how you're talking to yourself. The words that you use are really important. So, try and catch yourself a little bit more throughout the day, and talk to yourself like you would your your child or your best friend. Because if you actually think about what you're saying to yourself, like there's no wonder that your body is stressed and is having difficulty healing somatic therapies can be amazing and i typically recommend going this route than talk therapy talk therapy can be good um just to share what's on your mind and get things off your chest but i would rather someone go to somatic therapy if they had to choose because this will help the physical release of the emotions and energy as well from the body so eft is emotional freedom technique and that's tapping so you can look up that a little bit more. Breathwork can be good to really clear out the, the trauma from the body. Wim Hof does a lot of breath work um, practices, and he has a book and videos and stuff as well. EMDR, um, that stands for Eye Movement Desensitization, I think, Rapid Desensitization or something. But that is something that you would need to do with someone else, either online or in person. Um, dance can be an amazing way to just get that energy moving and out of the body and then energy medicine can be things like reiki uh, which helps to clear the energy from the body as well everyone needs to be doing daily stress management practices it will look different for everyone though so just do what you will stick with and what you what you enjoy so meditation is a very common one i think we just need to spend more time in silence and listening to our intuition deepening that wisdom journaling and there's some journal prompts attached that i want you to complete to just dive into your psyche a little bit more and see what's going on for you individually because everyone's going to be slightly different as to what they need to focus on a little bit more um whether it's something around relationships or your mindset or work or um your history and trauma like just journal a little bit more to see what is stressing you what you can do about that time in nature is amazing we need to be doing that more just connecting to mother earth that is a quick way to calm the body down like most people know if they go to the beach for the day or go for a walk in the forest they feel so much better quickly and it's because of the i think it's the negative ions or the positive ions in the earth that physically like calm the body down so it's not just That you're away from your desk, it's that it's literally healing you. Slowing down, um, and if you're a woman listening to more to your feminine energy and not being in so much of your masculine energy, which so many of us are in these days. Um, yoga, reading, dancing, Epsom salt baths, especially if you have issues with magnesium on your mineral test or you want to keep your magnesium levels good, then Epsom salt baths are amazing at giving you that chill time but also getting you magnesium through the skin which is relaxing because another way that we're going to manage stress is through reducing our stress bucket overall and this is just the daily practices so when i said that some things are controllable some things aren't these are the things that we can be doing on a day-to-day basis if you work a stressful job or have to look after your parents or your kids and you can't have this zen chilled day you can be doing these things at least to try and manage the stress a little bit better maybe then do five minutes of meditation in the morning an epsom salt bath once or twice a week but if you can really nail down the foundational things your body is going to be more resilient to stress in general as well so a good diet um can you balance your blood sugar by eating protein carbs and fat every time you have a meal Um, Can you cut out all of the the junk food? Can you eat organic, good quality produce as much as possible? Can you balance your minerals with what you're learning on this mineral course? Um, Taking supplements to correct your big imbalances, but then eating mineral-rich foods as much as possible. Can you reduce your toxin exposure by cleaning up your products? There's going to be information on um, most of these things later in the course as well. So just bear that in mind if you're not really sure what these mean. And getting good good quality sleep and prioritizing that moving your body but not too much bonus points if you can get outside and do that and go for a walk and um, if you're really depleted or really stressed based on your mineral tests then just taking it easier and doing things like yoga more restorative forms of exercise and walking can be amazing and then you can always supplement um, with things like magnesium if needed just to help your body be more resilient against stress and help to give your nervous system adrenals the nutrients that they need to function and produce some of these hormones so yeah i hope you found that useful please don't overlook the importance of stress because it is after all of my years of clinical experience like the most important thing that you can be doing so do what you can but don't stress about your lab results and it's good that we have this information at hand now but we don't want to be stressed about being stressed Another resource that I want to share is a book called The Upside of Stress by Dr. Kelly McGonigal, I think her name is. And this is really good because when we know what we know in the health world about the impacts of stress and how it affects the gut lining and all of this stuff, it can actually become a negative and we can know too much. And they've even done studies in the research that took two groups of people One group knew the impacts of stress, the negative impacts on their health and were more conscious of that. The other group didn't really care at all and didn't really know. And they, uh, I think they stressed them out a little bit and they found that the group who knew about stress actually had a worse response because of that whole mindset around it. And they were probably beating themselves up when they had a really busy day at work. Whereas the other group were probably just like getting on with it and doing what they can and then just chilling out in the evening, not spending time worrying like, oh my God, what have I done to my body? So we can practice that ourselves. And that book, The Upside of Stress, just covers how we are really resilient as humans. And even if we've been through a lot, we can get through it, our body can heal. And we've got to where we are today in human evolution because of stress. So we don't wanna fear stress and make it this huge thing, but we obviously need to pay attention and, and make some changes were possible because it it can impact us it is a big cause of mineral imbalances but it's not the only factor Um, and there are lots of things that we can do in general to support that and yeah let's get to work on our stress levels I really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses so there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.